The Titans officially own us. It's over. That's basically it. That's the pod. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Colts cast. We are here to talk about everything and anything Indianapolis Colts. My name is Eric Eric Smith. Eric Henry in the building. He's living in my mind rent-free right now. <laughs> co-host of the Colts cast alongside me, as always, I have co-host Jamal Lawrence here. For the who or for the shoe? I'm not sure which one we're talking about for right now. <sighs> Final score, Titans 19, Colts 10. The Colts fall to 3-3-1 three, three, and one on the season. And we're 1-3-1 and one in the AFC South. <sighs> The Indianapolis Colts did not come and play today, Jamal. Did they? Did nope. they show up? Nope. And I'll go ahead and start, man. I ain't even gonna waste <laughs> your breath. Let me go ahead and get rolling. We gonna start with the offense first. No matter of fact, we gonna take it back to the hot takes. I said, I said on the last episode, towards the end, I said the Colts cannot afford to go down fourteen to zero at halftime. Colts said, "Don't worry about it, bro. We gonna go down thirteen to zero at halftime." Playing from behind, knew it's gonna happen. Then I said the Colts have to win. The Colts have to score thirty points to win the game. They said, "Nah, bro, we we gonna score ten. Don't worry about the rest." I also said that the Titans would not score more <laughs> than twenty four points. The Titans said, "You're right, bro. We gonna score nineteen. So all I'm saying is that everything I said last on the, on the pregame show was what we needed to do. We had to score. We had to get the turnovers. We didn't. We weren't supposed to turn over the ball, and we didn't need to go down by fourteen points at halftime. All of which we managed to do. All of which resulted in L. We lost control of the AFC South. We now have one more divisional game, which is week 18 against the, tight, uh, the Texans. And I think our uh, destiny has been has been complete. It is solidified. It yes. definitely is. I don't think we can win the AFC South now. It's It's going to be real tough. We, again, just like you said, we beat ourselves. We really did. Mistake after mistake after mistake. I guess we're going to break it down with the offense today. Yeah, we'll start with the offense. Uh, just to take it from the top, the the line did a, a decent job of holding off pressure from Matt Ryan overall. But, man, the bat downs that the defensive line was getting was just out of this world. I feel like every time Ryan threw a ball, was getting batted down. And, obviously, I know that's an exaggeration. But, um I mean, I can't lie and sit here and say that they were they were they played better, but the defense line was able to get hands up the entire time. I mean, early on, Matt Ryan had the pick six where he tried to force the ball to Paris. Well, Paris wasn't even looking. I, I'm really confused in that play because I yeah. don't think that Paris was ready. I don't think the play was developed. Ryan just kind of threw the ball, but he also threw it into double coverage, which confuses me. I didn't know what was going on with that one either. Yes, it, it looked like Campbell tripped. Yeah, Matt Ryan was getting pressure. That something, <clears throat> something wasn't right on that play. Mm-hmm. The ball wasn't going in his direction. I don't know what happened there, but yeah, it led to a pick six. Yeah, and then right after that, or not right after that, but Matt Ryan threw another. Excuse me, I got to sneeze again. Oh, maybe it's gonna go. All right, Matt Ryan <laughs> threw another interception, making it number nine on the season. That was all his fault, Bruh. Oh, so that was yo, bad. What's going on? Mind boggling. <laughs> um. But some of the highlights for the offense, JT looked good to come back, man. He he looked good on a comeback game. I, I 
honestly, I think his line was at like 70 and a half. And, and I only mentioned that because I was like, all right, well, they're being kind of, you know, they're, they're being fair for him to come back. And he did, he did overall good. He was catching passes. He was running the ball. Uh, but I really, what I really enjoyed about the offense, and we'll talk about Paris Campbell in a minute because he, he did great. He had a great game today. I really like how we utilized all three backs. Taylor was in there. Hines was in there. Dion was in there. And so that was kind of nice to see that everybody got a little bit of the action because we needed to make sure, as I mentioned last episode, that we don't just uh, stay true to one thing. You know, we, we can't, if they see Taylor in there, tip, people typically know that the ball's going to go to him. When Hines was in there, he was getting passes. He was getting runs. So that was kind of nice to see. Um, but I really like Campbell's game. I mean, he, he had a, had a hell of a game in a Colts uniform. Uh, we know how his past has been with us over the past three years. It hasn't been the best, but what do you have? 10 catches today, I think. 10 catches for over 100 yards and a touchdown. So he looked really good. It was, it was an exceptional game. He only game had 70 him. yards, but he oh, did right, have a be, touchdown. My fault. Thank you for that correction. I most, was being a little... most targeted receiver today, which yeah. was very interesting. It's usually Michael Pittman. Yeah. But he came in at nine targets. But yeah, well, Paris Campbell, he had a pretty good day. Um, don't know what happened on that route, you know, where yeah. that first interception happened. But, boy, that second and goal pass, mm-hmm. he was coming across, caught that touchdown because Matt Ryan said, let me call it an audible. Looked really good, and I like that. That audible did look good, but, man, I tell you, I thought we were going to run out of time on the play clock. When I was just watching the clock tick, I said, Jesus, I hope they realize we, we're not in practice right now because yeah, it took a he long was, time to develop. He was switching it up a lot mm-hmm. on that pre-snap. Mm-hmm. But he, I can't I can't agree with you on our running back usage. Because Jonathan okay. Taylor almost he, – he only had 10 carries. Yeah. For 58 yards. It's 5.8 yards per carry. We were, we were demolishing it on the ground. Why weren't we running the ball more? Mm, good question. Good question. I, I like what you're doing there. I, uh, go ahead. I'm, Give me I'm, a breakdown. I'm confused. I, like I like to feed Jonathan Taylor when he's when he's playing well, and he was like he was doing way better. I think the last game against the Titans, he only had like 42 yards. So I I see why we abandoned it. But I mean, Jonathan Taylor was cooking. But we decided to let Matt Ryan dish the ball around. You know, he threw the ball 44 times. Kind of worked, but it didn't because it led to some costly turnovers. Then that other turnover where Michael Pittman fumbled it, got the ball punched out. God, yeah, that was tough. That was the third and final turnover. That, that was the stake. And I don't know. We, we've We've always been, I thought, a running football team. And it looks like we're starting to abandon that. I, I understand last week, you don't have Jonathan Taylor. You don't have Naeem Hines. I don't understand this week. So, No, I, I agree with what you're saying there because even even talking about last week with Dion, of course, we know he had over 100 rushing yards and he had a lot of catches as well. So even then, I know he didn't get a ton of carries, but we still, you know, still realized that we had a back who could do something. So it was interesting to see JT start off strong because he did break a couple of good runs. Uh, and even Naheem, who had a couple of good runs as well. Frank Wright still just kind of said, all right, I'm, I'm through with this. So I don't know whether he thought that maybe he would feel better just airing the ball out or, or the simple fact that as per usual, for the, I don't know, seventh week in a row, or I should say six week in a row, the Colts are playing down. 
So they, they feel like you got to throw the ball. you got to throw the ball. you got to feed it. It was a one-possession game for a while, mm-hmm. I felt like. And uh, I still think you can run the ball at that point. Even even two-possession with time left, like a lot of time left, I still feel like you can run the ball in some plays. And Ten carries for an all-pro running back just isn't enough for me. Agreed. Agreed. I, I feel like we could sit here and dissect – everything that happened with the JT situation just because it was it was unfair to not have him in there and not utilize him um I just think that Frank Wright kind of as per usual he just kind of just did his thing and he didn't want to make an adjustment until it was too late you know we, we, we talked about last episode making early adjustments and sometimes you can make an adjustment and it's a mistake and you can revert back to what it happens I'd rather you make the mistake and ask for forgiveness than to never to never try something new and then you never know if it works. And I feel like Reich is definitely a person where he, he wants to just stick with his guns until it's too late. And then you're like, Oh shit, what do I do now? So I think that definitely played a role for us. Yeah. We, I, I would say Mike Vavrall out coached this game. Mm-hmm. out coached Frank, Wright. Mm-hmm. And they just played tougher. It, they, they wanted it more. And I, I see why they won offensive line just still looks like it sucks. Yeah. And, I, it sucks that we let go of Danico Altry because he was having a day against Big Q. Quinn Nelson, what are we paying you all that money for? $20 million a year. You should be the stalwart on the offensive line. But he was having a bad day. And I, I just think <sighs> Matt Ryan was getting pressured way too much. And it it just wasn't great. Yeah, and the, to piggyback off what you just said, I was listening to something uh, earlier this week and they were talking about how he was Quentin Nelson's kryptonite when he was for the Colts. Even in practice, he used to tear him up all the time, all the time. And so it's like a personal vendetta for him, I'm sure, to have mm. Quentin, especially after seeing that big payday, like, come on, this he, I'm, I'm about to take him in. Yeah. taking the lunch every single day. And he did it. He did it. There were plays, and I was just like, what is Q doing? So it's been interesting debacle. I, and I really want to know, and I, and I know I'm probably overthinking this, but I really want to know, like, does the late – the super late contract extension have to do something with Q's play this year? Because I remember as soon as he got the extension, he was like, I really would have hoped this would have been done, you know, prior to right before the season and all this other stuff. So I could be kind of thinking way too far into it, but I can't help but think that maybe there's something else going on too. Maybe he's a little salty at kind of the the way it all went down. And it's just like, yeah, yeah, I don't know. But It's got to be something, man. Yeah. It's, he's not. I this has probably been his, you know, one bad game that I've really noticed. So yeah. I'm not gonna pick on him too much, but for sure. Jeez, man. Twenty million a year for a guard. People are gonna start asking questions after that play. But again, our offense they just struggled. They just really struggled and we just couldn't capitalize. Only had one touchdown on the day. Mm-hmm. You, you know what I struggle watching? It's turnovers, man. It's really yes. <laughs> yeah. just turnovers. Three yeah. turnovers, but go ahead. Uh, well, that's one thing. But I also struggle watching Matt Ryan not try to get that first down on that on that third and three. My man just slid. Like, hey, some I understand you're older. You're not a scrambling quarterback. And he probably wouldn't have gotten the first down. But to slide two yards short does no good, man. Take the hit. Take the hit. Shake it off because I know he can. We've seen him take plenty of hits this season. He's been sacked 
127,000 times this year. <laughs> so go ahead first, take the hit, and try to get the first down. He's not going to finesse anybody by trying to shake him, but you know, lower that shoulder and just hope for the best. Uh, so I really wish he would have tried to go for that first down on that on that late late third down play. Well, it was a two-possession game at that point. One field goal makes it a one-possession game. Let's get the extra yards, help Chase McLaughlin out, make it a one-possession. I'll take it. I'm not going to – because then what if he would have gotten hurt right there? Sam was ready. Oh, my goodness. Like I was saying <laughs> – <laughs> the Colts offense did not show up today. No. So let's just let's just run down our defense. I thought they played okay mm-hmm. up until the fourth quarter. Couldn't stop the run at that point. I believe just Derrick Henry was just gashing us for these seven, eight, you know, ten yard runs. It, yeah, he woke you know, up. Time wasn't on our side there. I also believe Austin Hooper was channeling some Tony Gonzalez in him or something because he made about three Mm. great plays on us. The most important one being that crazy catch that was challenged. And as soon as I saw that first replay, I was like, that's a catch. Yeah, Did not touch the ground. I mean, there was some luck involved, but that that is a catch. It's a bad challenge. And he, he was just killing us. Where those big chunk plays, those big 15, 20 yard plays. Uh, I, I don't know what you think, Jamal. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I was super excited when I saw Kenny Moore get that sack off the edge. I was like, oh, that's what we need. Now the defense is about to come out and really set the tempo. And then all he of a sudden. He did his little dance. Yeah, he did his dance. I and said, that was all it. Right, all right. <laughs> that was it for real. <laughs> uh, and then all of a sudden it was 13 to 0 at halftime. Uh, and then the rest is history. Yeah. Uh, I even thought that Gilly Lock, man, he had a couple of chances too. I mean, he played good overall, but he had a couple of chances where I thought he could have, he could have jumped a route or two. Um, Bobby Okereke, I felt like he could have jumped the route or two. But I, but and I'm not I'm not mad that they didn't jump the route, especially someone like Okereke, because I rather you bat the ball down than to try to jump the route and miss it, and all of a sudden they're picking up, uh, you know, forty like, yard game exactly just because you you know yeah to be so risky I, yeah yeah so I'm not terribly mad, but there was just some just some thoughts that I saw that maybe you could have tried to jump one or two and. See what happened, but yeah, overall the defense was it was they were there. Derrick Henry once he started getting warmed up, I don't know, man. I don't know if you saw that play the D the D line when they literally picked this dude up for that like ten yard carry. They had him in uh, they had him in, like a rugby scrum. Talking about the fourth quarter, yes. Yeah. And they just <laughs> this dude's feet was dangling. They, they, they just wanted pushed him. it more, man. Dog. They wanted it. It was they crazy. just played tougher. Mm-hmm. They really did, and. It goes to show, like, that man should not have gotten 15 yards on that play. Exactly. Exactly. Like, you know, again, the receivers on the Titans, nobody over 40 yards except Austin mm-hmm, Hooper. And mm-hmm. I, I would argue that Austin Hooper, nine times out of ten, doesn't make that catch that exactly. he made in the fourth quarter. So, really, Tannehill wasn't cooking. We cooked ourselves. Yep. We did it again. And I can't blame the defense for this one. Like, no. we, like Kenny Moore had some good plays. Force Buckner, that bionic arm. I mean, that man was he he was coming after Tannehill. He was, uh, and uh, even Grover. I mean, Grover what? He Grover. had four tackles. Yeah, he was eating out there. He was looking real good. Seven solo on them. Yeah, Grover so, was everywhere. Yeah, Zaire, I he missed a, ta- a bad tackle. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was I think it was on Austin Hooper on one of his first great plays that allowed him to convert third down. Yeah, they were Austin Hooper was just he was hooping on them. Yeah. The third downs. 
<laughs> I really thought we were going to take over the game when they had Malik Willis on that jet sweep. Yeah. And they bobbled it. Boom. Big turnover mm-hmm. for the Colts. Mm-hmm. I thought that was it. But no. Couldn't do anything really off that. Figure out a way to shoot yourself in the foot every time. Yeah. And then Derrick Henry. Yeah. Like you were saying, they fed him the ball 30 times. We couldn't even do half that with our, you know, quote unquote best running back in the league. Yeah. That that's what I was told and I that's what I've seen and witnessed. I mean, he was a monster last year. He's only getting the ball ten times a game. We'll ask Frank Wright about that. But yeah. Uh couldn't contain the run. Turnovers. Didn't didn't want it as much as them. Though those are the three things that I think Really, just you could tell, just with the Colts, man. Also, no Shaquille Leonard. Yep. And we talked Again. about that last episode. Mm-hmm. We needed our turnover machine on defense, not on offense, because Matt Ryan is <laughs> he is an <laughs> offensive turnover machine. <laughs> so, uh, it, just a lot of bad things that happened this game, but nothing that surprises us. I mean, we explicitly talked about this yep. on the pregame show yep. talked about all these things and it came to fruition every single one of them we'll be back after a quick break if, if you look really well at the revenues of the different clubs and so on like AC Milan uh, has had uh, a kind of dark time of uh, around the yeah. decade right you know we, we kind of uh, 15 years ago we were leveled with Man United in terms of revenues uh-huh. Uh, Madrid and Barca, right? Sure. Like they've all taken off. They've all really developed commercially. AC Milan kind of stayed pretty much flat in terms of revenues until like three years ago, the new kind of leadership team came on board and started looking at things in a, in a, in a different way. So we also acknowledge, you know, we, we, we have a lot to do, uh, a lot. That's the part that's the hardest for me because we all knew what would happen and what to expect if you did exactly what you weren't supposed to do. And the Colts just followed suit. They followed suit and they said, all right, we're just going to, we're going to slide by, you know? And I, I, I guess the hardest part for me is I just don't understand the playing so slow from the beginning. What point do you bring? Do you not want to bring the tempo? And I'm uh, specifically Frank, Wright. And I know he does this thing where he just kind of stares into to the space. He could have, he could have, he could have, you know, cause an uproar for that face mask or, you know, uh, these these bad hits that were going on. But he was just kind of staring onto the distance, doing this Frank Reich stare and just no nothing. And at the end of the game, he's arguing with the refs over something. I'm like, dog, it's too late. You should have done this in the first <laughs> quarter. Why well, is way too late? Pack the bags. Y'all headed back to Indy. Uh, but I just seriously don't understand why he can't come out from the beginning and just hard nose. I don't know. I don't know. And, and, and. I think the hardest part for me with this, because even remembering from last year, even games where we did come out full throttle, we would go up by 14, 16, 17 points. Second half, we would just let off the gas and just co- and try to put it on cruise control. And all of a sudden we're back in a dog fight. I don't understand it. Where like any, any good team, any team out there is going to, who, who's a Super Bowl caliber team. They're going to play like the game is on the line for all four quarters. The Colts don't play like the game's on the line until the fourth quarter, where it's too late, where you have to worry about possession after possession, where each one matters. You only have three or four minutes to drive all the way downfield and score and then have to expect defense to get on the field as they just got off and and stop them so you can get the ball back and score again. 
I don't understand why the team will not, or Frank, or whoever's, whatever the disconnect is, why you don't come out like you're down 17-0 from the very first play. Because clearly playing with a 0-0 mindset doesn't work. 0-0 mindset is just like, oh, we're here, you know, it doesn't matter, we're still tied, we're not down, there's no need to panic. Then we need to play like we're down 45-0. to Yeah, We need to be panicking games. You're right, we're, we are always trailing in games. I mean, yeah. this... This might have been our like ninth or tenth straight game where we're just trailing in halftime. Just it, it's upsetting. Yeah, it is. It is, and and like, I, and I know people get so caught up in the stat of oh well, you know Matt Ryan's a great comeback quarterback. His fourth quarter comebacks are crazy. Blah blah blah. That's not a stat I want to have on my name. That's just like when you think about when people are like oh yeah Brett Favre holds the the most interceptions ever. Blah blah. That's not a stat you want to be behind your name. You don't <laughs> want to be known as the person who always came back. Like no, you want to be the person who was out there the entire time winning. I mean I understand that comebacks have to happen. I get it. I get it. Every team can't win, but there has not been a single game this season we have not been behind. We've been behind every single game. And in the fourth quarter, you try to turn it on, and it's just too late. It's too late. Where's his energy the first quarter, the second quarter? It kicks up a little bit in the third quarter, and then it goes full throttle. Like, oh, shit, we're time panic mode now. Let's try to make this happen in the fourth quarter. And it's just too late. And that's why I'm afraid of if we get if we get to the playoffs – What's gonna happen when a team wants it more than you? They're gonna play. They're gonna play like it's a Super Bowl for all four quarters. Colts gonna be like, well, it's still just zero to fourteen. It's only a two possession game. We still have two quarters and six minutes left. So don't stress it out right now. All of a sudden, it's forty-five to zero. What are you gonna do? Oh, let's let's play hard nosed football. It's too late, dog. It's too. It doesn't work like that. Playoffs. 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 I just hope we can win a game. Facts. Yeah, so, I, I don't know. We couldn't control time possession. I, it, this is something I still think we we should have ran the ball way yeah. more. But yeah, no, you're absolutely right, Jamal. I I don't know where this team goes from here, and it, we we haven't even touched on special teams. Yeah, because Matt Hack should be in the doghouse now. Facts. Because when our offense isn't rolling, we need our special teams, at least our punter, because our punter is going to be, you know, in action. And he had five punts, but boy, we're about three or four of them just absolutely horrible. I, and that gave him great field possession. You know, that gives mm-hmm. Titans only 30, 40 yards to work with. It, it's just, it's silly. And Matt Hack, you, you got to play better. You just got have to. to. Got to. Yeah, I, I, don't I think, to add anything onto that. You yeah, yeah, I think he only had one good punt, and uh, just that. That's and even good. that one was a touchback. It rolled into the end zone, but I'm glad he at least got the ball out far. I'd rather it be a touchback than the Titans will start their field at the at the, yeah. at, at the 53 yard like no. <laughs> yeah. the Colts uh, four yard line. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> at the Colts 46, but um, yeah. I, Chase McLaughlin, he he had his only field goal. Uh, he's still better than Rodrigo Blankenship. Yeah, not really much to say about there. But again, this I thought this was a pivotal game for the Colts. We couldn't pull it out. I think, <laughs> just like we do in 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 every single game we play in this year, we're, we're going to be playing from behind mm-hmm. when it comes mm-hmm. to to chasing the playoffs. 
it's always been the Colts. That, that's how we were last year. Still came up short. It, it, we're just so inconsistent, and yep. especially our offense. It It's scary, and even if we make it to the playoffs, how happy will we be? Because can we go that far? Oh, well, Eric, I'm not going to get on a soapbox today. I'm not going to lie to you. I don't think Colts Nation wants to hear me ramble for 30-plus minutes. But it's what I told you earlier during <laughs> the season, dog. I know the ups and downs happen. We have our peaks, our valleys, and blah, blah, blah. And I'm so tired of seeing on Twitter where so many people in Colts Nation are like, oh, when we're down, you guys are blah, blah, blah. But when we're up, you're riding you know, you're riding the gravy train. Yes, that's the way life works. That's the way winning and losing works. If you lose, then someone always has something negative to say. If you win, people are going to talk about the positive. That's the way life works. But as I mentioned to this, to the Colts Nation and to everyone on the Colts cast who's listening loud and proud, I told y'all. I said, what good does winning seven games or eight games do when you, and you get a playoff berth and you lose? And it doesn't matter. None of it matters because now you're getting stuck with a mediocre draft pick. We already know we're in trouble because of Carson Wentz draft pick. So now, Eric, now we retract because we're going to probably have a third-round draft pick. We're probably going to have a mid, mid to late first-round draft pick if we can win out. And for what? We're not going to trade it. We're not going to do anything with it. We can get to the playoffs and get blown out. And in, in, in the first in the wild card game, and then it's over. Then it's over. Then everyone's like, "Oh shucks, we went nine and eight or whatever." It's the end of the year. Yeah, it was a fun while it lasted. Dog, that don't. It doesn't work like that. It doesn't work because you're gonna always be mediocre if you don't want to make yourself better. It, it, it's it's my it's crazy, man. Yeah, we we won't go down that rabbit hole, right? Even though we're already. Yeah. Two thirds in the way in with that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, no, I don't know, man. It's just, it's crazy. I, it, it's, it's all in fun and games, and I, I enjoy it. Like it's the stressfulness, and it is fun to watch. But it's just upsetting to see when there's such. And I know we're not coaches; we're not on the sideline, you know. But it's easy for us to sit back here behind the microphones and the screens and say, "Hey, this is what we do in that situation." But in all seriousness, I just I just think that it's it's one of those things where you have an NFL staff is so big, a team staff is so big. There's so many people who hold a special part within the organization. There has to be someone else. You can't just have yes men on your side. You have that people who can tell you, "Hey, dog, I know that you've been running this way, but I think that maybe we can be successful if we do it this way." There has to be someone telling you that the film because mm. the film don't lie. You know, your your coaching staff shouldn't lie to you. Your GM shouldn't lie to you. Your owner, if he's paying attention, he shouldn't lie to you. So I just think that there has to be somewhere down the line where someone is feeding incorrect information and they're like, oh, it's okay. It's okay. I know they talk about all the time it's, not, it's okay to not be okay. Well, this is a time where it's not okay because we are not okay. So we need to step it up and figure out what's going on. Oh, you want to keep going or... <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. As much as I want to, I don't want people to get mad at us because I'm out here just tearing them a new one because I would do the same thing on a win. You know, I don't like to talk about negative stuff whenever we win. So that's why you don't hear me go down a big rabbit hole whenever we win. But I can still do it. You can always pick apart again. Like I said, it's easier when it's on when you when you get a loss under your belt. But I just think that it's some of these things that can be fixed with minor minor tweaks can fix it just the same way they, they played with the O-line last week put Dennis Kelly in with prior over blah 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 and it, and it worked so start to do other small things to see if it's going to work don't just don't just stick with what hasn't been working because there's a reason it hasn't been working the definition of insanity 
I said it on an earlier episode, it's doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. If the Colts continue to go down by halftime at 14 points every week, Eric, do you expect to win? No. No, I do not ever expect to win. No. Nope. You cannot keep doing the same thing over and over and expect a different result. It just, it, those two things just don't, they don't go together. It will never work. So, Have we scored a touchdown in the first quarter? No. God, no. Is that still, is that still uh, a stat? Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. And I don't, I don't know if it's ever going to change because we, we love <laughs> to go three and out for the first three possessions. It's kind of like just a warm-up thing. <sighs> like nine plays, first half, we'll be all right. Hey, we love the Colts, guys. For I, sure. For <laughs> sure. Even though Jamal just ripped him a new one in about seven <laughs> minutes. but It's just because I, I care. That's all. It's because I care. Yeah. It's because he cares. I love this team. And we're going to continue loving this team. But, boy, we got to sure. keep it real. That's going to be it for us, everybody. I want to thank everyone for tuning in to the Colts today. We release episodes bi-weekly. Go ahead and follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any platform you use to listen to podcasts. We are also on YouTube now. Go check us out on there. See our faces comment like subscribe do whatever you got to do we will be back next week to give you some more indianapolis colts content y'all take care take care let the world know colts nation